down here in the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Extra spoon of gruel for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Our shrunken bellies didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) Nope, not at all. Well, I'm Tom Gross. The other voice you're hearing is Dan Ream, and we are the teachers in the dungeon, and we hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. And maybe you're out right now doing a little shopping. Maybe this is the day that you hang up Christmas or holiday. you're listening to this on the way to go shopping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe you got your earbuds in mm-hmm. and you're walking around JCPenney or Target or Walmart or <laughs> whatever store you've got to, to shop in. But uh, but yeah, so we are here to talk about our, well, it's it's our third annual mm-hmm. holiday gift guide for yeah. uh, for your players and DMs. I don't know. I've got, I have five categories that have, I don't remember if they've, some of them have very specific items attached to them. Otherwise, it's kind of just a general category that you just go crazy. Go crazy in that category. See what you can find. They'll love it regardless. I went very specific this year. Excellent. So, okay. who you want right. to start? Um, I'll start. Okay. I'll start. So, I think one great gift for your players is, you know, when we show up, one of the big parts about playing Dungeons & Dragons, besides... The, the game itself is the fellowship mm-hmm. and the hanging out at the table with other people and having food and snacks and drinks. And so that's where I went with this one. And I think find something really cool for your player or your DM to take to drink at the table. Mm. Go crazy if your group is one that's of age and enjoys uh, having some, some drinks at the table. Go find a craft beer. Or find some sort of a nice bottle of wine or something like that. Uh, I think that's a great... Mead. Uh, mead. Mead, mead, would, be a good, mead yes. would be a good uh, appropriate um, indeed. to the, set indeed. the tone. Or find, if it's if it's a group that's younger, get some cool sodas that you might not find. Like the Wild Bills that we had at... Uh, oh, or that's that I good. had at uh, Gen Con. Yes. Um, find some unique sodas. How is your debt coming, by the way? What's that? How is your debt coming, by oh, the way? Oh, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> still paying off that mug. <laughs> but I've got it for next year. Yes. That's um, when the dividends roll in. That's when it happens. Yep. Year four or five, I'm still carrying that mug. <laughs> that's right. You know it. No, but find some cool sodas or something like that. But the one that I thought of when I when I came up with this category is I love good coffee. And we've got some friends that we met at Gary Khan. Yeah. And we've talked to them a couple of different times. They've been on our show uh, both times we were at Gary Khan. And that would be Smuggler's Coffee. Yeah. And uh, Smuggler's Coffee, they've got some really cool blends. Mm-hmm. And I know that you bought some for, for your wife. Mm-hmm. And it was a sampler pack. 
And so there's a variety in there. And that was so, gone relatively quickly. So I think she really liked it. She's not, she likes coffee, doesn't drink it a whole lot, but mm-hmm. she went through that. So yeah. it was good. In the pack that I got, and I wish I could remember what it was. It was the pack that has the, it's it's the, the players, the original player's handbook mimicked on the front of it. And mm-hmm. I just don't remember what it was called. But Smuggler's Coffee is a great, it's a, it's a small company and just great, great people that that are 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 making these coffees and they're and they're they love games yes they love dungeons and dragons um they're also star wars fans and just kind of pop culture fans and they just love to have a good time yes and they just opened a they're in the process of opening a coffee shop slash game yeah gaming space yeah so love to have you support them if you love or someone at your table loves coffee They'd be great people, great people to go to. All right. My first one is related in the comestibles. Ah, okay. Um, but based on our experience, I can definitely personally highly recommend Heroes Feast as Excellent. a purchase, a Christmas gift for anybody who loves D&D and enjoys cooking, as mm-hmm. our friend Chris Metz does. Yes. And they are excellent Excellent recipe. We we tried one. It was wonderful. Now I'm I am hoping he'll make some more. But <laughs> he is a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that's a that would be a very good uh, a very good gift choice, unique mm-hmm. and useful. And it was a New York bestseller, so I I know that a lot of people uh, agreed. And they just released a second edition. So yep. or or not edition, but a second volume. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Recipes of the Multiverse, I think, is the subtitle on that one. Flavors. Flavors. Flavors of the Multiverse. multiverse. And the only reason I knew that right off the top is because that was my number four. Okay. (laughs) Is to talk about food. Sorry. So, no, no, that's okay. That's right. We're being very very concise here. Yes. And, you know, it's also top of the mind because we just did talk to the authors of that book. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I wanted to mention about it, so you've, you've eloquently talked about the content of the of the book as far as recipes go they are magnificent recipes when you flip through them they're they're themed they look delicious in the images i wish i was a better cook when it comes to stuff like that but i i'll try my hand at something i gotta look and see what's in there both of those books would be magnificent gifts and what i was what where i was headed with that was in talking to the authors i think it was michael might have been kyle that mentioned to us that besides just the recipes, there's all sorts of really cool lore and backstory to many mm. of these categories and or recipes themselves that only a D&D player would love. Right. And so I think it could even be a great gift for someone like me who I appreciate good food. I'm not the one that's going to make it, but I certainly will flip through these uh, these recipe books to look and dream, but also to read some of the stories that they've incorporated in them. So is that counting as your second one? That is my second okay. one. Okay. Yep. So my second one, I'm on the same task. And I'll I'll be I'll be honest in a way that hopefully proves I'm not a shill. Um, <laughs> I have my limits on on like coffee table books and things like that. Oh, sure. That mm-hmm. I I don't see the value always in shelling out the premium dollars for those. Sure. But I gotta say, having gone through the lore and legends book so that we can interview those folks. I already want to have it back in my hands and read it more carefully. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. go all the way through it, but again, time was short. I had to skim, 
but I that allowed me just to to get a feel for the arc, the 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 narrative arc that they created in that mm-hmm. book. Plus, the art is just gorgeous, and and so you just you just fall into it. Mm-hmm. So again, if you've got a a if you are a, an individual who has a loved one who is really into D and D and you're not, this is a very safe, wonderful present that they will love. This lore and legends book, it absolutely. It is. It's got enough content to keep you occupied, but it's also fun to just kind of look at the pictures. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend that. And that was something we talked about on that interview just a couple weeks ago. Is is the art and how when you take the art out of the context of the book and just present it as art, especially the covers, mm-hmm. the covers that you see all the time, when you see it in that book, out of like off of a cover format, it's like that. That's that looks familiar, but look at all the detail in there. Right. And and then you go back to the book and you're like, yeah, it's all there on the cover of the book too. But you know, sometimes we you take don't those stare at the cover, cover as yes. much. Yeah. Yeah. We take it for granted sometimes. Grab your attention, but you don't study it. Yeah. That is that's a good one. Uh it's a it's a surefire win for yes. anybody who loves Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So my third one, I'm gonna stick general on it because you just gotta do the shopping on this one. But mine is go for something unique. I would open up Etsy or any of those, what do you call those, like crafter websites, mm-hmm. sales websites. And Etsy's this the one that I, I know and I'm familiar with. And find something really cool that no one else will have at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so some ideas that might be out there is, you know, dice towers or a dice box um, that your players could have. Uh, at the table that everyone oohs and ahs over. Um, maybe a box that's big enough they could roll their dice in it. It's got that nice velvety or soft inside, so you, you, you hear the thud of the dice, but it's not <laughs> like that loud dong, 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 dong. Or a couple of years ago at GaryCon, I found for you guys those coasters mm-hmm. that are the the like the character coasters. It's right over there. And oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> and those are, you know, they're cork coasters, but you can find some really nice ones as well. Um, but those, the people on Etsy and those other areas that are role-playing fans, they know what to make. And some of the stuff that they're making is really phenomenal. Uh, Stevens Woodworks is the one that I've used in the past to buy some things. But there are dozens and dozens of other people out there that create really, really cool stuff. So look at Etsy or just search online for you know third-party creators of Dungeons and Dragons goods, and you'll there's an abundance of them out there and some really cool stuff. Well, I'll piggyback on that because I have a similar sure. one. I want to shout out our friends db3d.io. Yeah, that's a hard name to say, <laughs> but they uh, they stepped up so much for our summer camp, and yep. the stuff they gave us was so special, so unique. Mm-hmm things the kids had not seen before. Yeah. And they have dice towers. They have just sort of these little articulated dragon decorations for the Mm -hmm. top of a a shelf that can kind of peep over and things like that. Definitely something I have not seen. Like I went all over uh, Gen Con, Vendor Hall, actually looking for them. Although I knew they wouldn't be there, but I knew they didn't have a... Uh, they didn't buy a, a table there or rent a table, but I thought maybe I might see them. But I didn't see anything even remotely like what they were doing. Yeah. So what they're doing is truly unique, and it's it's definitely worth a look if you want to get a dice tower or anything like that. It mm-hmm. would be very, 
very well received, I think, by an Indian deer. And some of those dice towers are super intricate. Mm-hmm. There's a dragon one that we gave away, and I'm trying to remember some of the other ones, but they were Just really... Just a giant castle. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool because when we are playing Dungeons & Dragons in our game club, th- those things are on the table. Nice. Those things are on the table. The little timeout chairs. Actually, you gave me a timeout chair at our game, our teacher game, just recently. Yes. But I, I see the dice towers on the tables. I see the little time, mm-hmm. timeout chairs on the tables. The kids love them and they're using them. And I just, it makes me smile every time I walk by and I see, I see that chair with a die in it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody rolled a one. So yeah, great, uh, great suggestion. I love yep. that. So my number two is. Be a little sneaky, okay? Roll some dice and uh, steal, borrow, grab your player's or your DM's favorite minifigure, okay? Sneak it away and go to, find someone local mm. who paints and have a custom paint job for your for your players or DM's heroes, NPCs, or villains. You know, my daughter did that for me. A few years ago. Oh, I do kind of remember that. Yes. Yeah. A friend of hers was very skilled at that. So mm-hmm. she had him That's paint, right. paint curses for me. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. And so you might think, oh, well, what if I don't get it right? Eh, you might need to do a little side interview with the person you're doing that for to make sure that you're, you know, you're not painting a pink shield or something like that. that yeah. They'll be like, what? <laughs> um, but still, or you could get them a, a gift card. Or mm-hmm. some sort of gift certificate to that uh, local painter, to uh, to for them to go back and say this is what I'd like on my on my um, paint job. A good place to find those people are go to your local game stores. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people hang out there, or even paint for those game stores, or just go online and 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 see. So again, search on Etsy or someplace like that for those painters because they're out there and they are amazing. All right. My number two is just, I mean, you cannot have a, you cannot have a Christmas list for a D&D year without dice. Yes. So even though I'm repeating myself <laughs> from years past. Yep. I figured that's where you're going. But the, I will, I will personalize this in the sense that I've one specific set that I can speak to directly that I bought at Gen Con that I thought was just awesome was. Oh, you have it here. I do have it here. It's from a company called Arsenal, A-R-S-E-N-A-L. And by the way, I will put all of these links in our show notes. Mm, but they make a set of dice based on each class. So you've got oh, cleric dice and monk yes. dice and fighter dice. And they're hollow and they're metal and they sound like this when you roll them. Christmassy, right? Yeah, very Christmassy. So you can almost imagine Santa sitting at the table with you. But you rouse the creatures in the in the in the room, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> So that's one that I would I would recommend. But I would also I will put in a personal recommendation for our friend uh, Jamie from from D Twenty Dinner. Yes, she has commissions open. She's getting the process of opening a a dice store, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who produce excellent excellent dice, and she's one of them. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, she's one that volunteered her time and effort to introduce our students at summer camp to dice making. Mm -hmm. And that makes, I think that is deserving of a little extra push that, you know, I will, again, I will put her, I I looked her up. She doesn't, she may be on Etsy, but she's definitely on Instagram. uh, D20 dinner. 
Okay. Um, and I will, again, I'll put that link in the show notes, but that's easy enough to type into Instagram and find her. Yeah. I, I believe that's where she does most of her business right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I know she's in the process of getting a shop up and running. The kids thought her dice were super cool. She donated a couple sets uh, to for the prizes, and they thought those were really cool. And I had a couple kids just this week asked me if she was coming back to summer camp because they missed that session. They oh, did something else nice. at that time. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, oh, I wish I had gone to that dice one. That looked really mm-hmm. cool. And so they're asking if she'd be there. So for summer camp, we know that she'll have uh, some kids in her session. Nice. So good call on the dice. Yes. Yeah, can never have too many dice. I'm still trying to fill my uh, my Wild Bill's mug with dice. I'm not, what is the term, dice goblin? Is that what we call people who mm-hmm. like to hoard dice? I've never been that person. I mean, I love dice, but I I mean, I've got some dice way back from first edition, that box set that had mm-hmm. the little soft plastic dice. Um, and over the years, I've collected some dice, but I've never been one to do mass purchases of dice until Gen Con this year. There was that one booth where they had just a a bin of dice <laughs> and you got to come over with a cup and just scoop into there still wasn't enough to fill the uh, wild bills uh, gen con uh mug so that's how i have that displayed right now so okay, it's probably three quarters do. full so next year gen con i'm going back to that dice place and <laughs> gonna gonna scoop a cup nice scoop a cup for sure so my number one is uh you've you've already mentioned it but i saved it for now because i've got some extras that, that could go along with it and that is, uh, I think, books. Mm-hmm. What D&D player doesn't love books? So I'm going to just throw out a lot of great titles that are potentials. If you check your D&D players or DMs shelves, if they don't have some of these, these would be good considerations. So I'm going to start with the Lauren Legends. Mm-hmm. And then I'll piggyback that with their first book, Art and Arcana. Yeah. Art and Arcana is the story of all of Dungeons & Dragons up until fifth edition and then lauren legends picks up and tells the story of fifth edition right um both magnificent books are great companions for one another uh but you want a little extra support on the shelf that you're going to put them on because they are they are hefty and they're well worth it um we talked to jim zub and stacy king and andrew wheeler uh a month ago about their new book uh places and portals so if you have a youngster in your in your house or your DM has uh, some kids or your players have some kids or you have some kids at the table playing with you. This book, along with the series, Young Adventurer's Guide, any of those books are, are great. I have yeah. most of them. And even as an adult, I like flipping through them. They've got some things and ideas in there that I never would consider. Um, they were talking about in that, in our interview about how like they have like a shopping guide for your players to like, what do you get when you're in town at the general store and stuff right. like that, okay. and like okay. equipment for travel and stuff like that. And so those are really cool books. Then if you if you move into the world of fiction, which isn't all of this fiction, but anyway, <laughs> uh, world you know the world of fiction. I'm a huge fan of Ari Salvatore. The Dritz Stewart and books in the Forgotten Realms are just flat out great. He has a quintet of books. Ari Salvatore. Now, these go back a little ways, so you might have to do some searching for them, but it's called The Cleric's Quintet. It's the story of Catterley, 
and and other characters involved in that in the same world. Dritz is mentioned, and Bruner Battlehammer, and all those characters are mentioned in this, but they are a part of a different part of the Forgotten Realms. Our friend Brian at school recommended the book to me, and I just I've devoured them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've devoured the first three of them, and uh, two left. But that's a great one. And then don't forget about the Dragonlance books. Um, there is a new trilogy out. It's the first two books of the trilogy are out. They released them at the last two Gen Cons. Uh, look for those or just go clear back to the beginning in their original trilogy of the Dragon Chronicles. Those would be great. And then finally, when it comes to books, here are a couple of ideas for playbooks. Don't forget about third-party books like our friends at K. Wood Publishing. But if you want to go Wizards of the Coast, they have a new uh, book out called The Shattered Obelisk. I always say it wrong. Obelisk. The Shattered Obelisk, Vandelver and Below. It is a magnificent adventure. I've read through it, and it is probably one of the most cohesive. And if I were running it, I think I would find as a DM, it's it's really easy to run, but still have a sandbox feel to it. It's so well written. I really, really like it. It's its companion comes from the one of the sets earlier that is just a story of Fandelver. It has a whole bunch of mini adventures, and this just continues that story. And then I just recently picked this up, and I didn't realize they had done this. The tyr- the, the, the Tyrant, Tyranny of Dragons, I think it's called. Um, it was two books. It's the Tiamat story. You had mm-hmm. one, and then you had another. They have now combined those two, to those two adventures into one book, hmm. and I just picked that up. It is, I believe it's their very first adventure that they made for 5th edition in 2015. And just reading through the introduction, I've not gone through the adventures yet, but just the introduction of it, and it is so loaded with Dungeons and Dragons, fourth edition, sorry, fifth edition, where did that come from? <laughs> fifth edition lore mm-hmm. and talks about things you hear in the that you would have seen in the movie, like the Red Wizards, the Zentarum. I'm trying to think the group of, of nobles that comes together has a has a faction. And those are all described in this book. Mm. Whether they your DM or your players end up ever playing this game, this this adventure or not. I don't know, but the opening of this book is super, super interesting and fun to read. So books are never a problem for Dungeon Dungeon and Dragons players, at least in my mind. Well, that fits very nicely. We didn't even plan this. We're just, we, we didn't think. Because my number one is a book, too. Excellent. But again, keeping very specific and keeping to people we've worked with and, my, and also books that I personally have had a chance to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, the Limitless... Adventures, yes. Uh, book series. There's lots of good ones, but if you have a, if you are buying for someone who's DMs and you know a little bit about the game, mm-hmm. then you want to get them Limitless Five E's book on NPCs. Yes. In fact, they've got at least two of them, and that is that is something that honestly I was just sitting here. I've got a game online game to play Sunday. Okay. Uh, a few days away from what we're sitting here now, and I've been slaving over getting enough NPCs ready and all of a sudden I I had this on my list and it suddenly clicked oh I should actually use the book I bought yeah that would be a good choice (laughs) but anyway it is yes that is such a handy tool even if you don't use them you know letter word for word Mm -hmm. at least you thumb through the NPCs you get some ideas you adapt Mm -hmm. them saves you time sparks your creativity oh I never thought of doing that or having that little quirk yep I'm going to use that you know, it's a it's a great 
a great book. They, they do really good work. And to piggyback off of that, they also have a, a box set, a couple box sets of uh, adventures called DMless Adventures. Yes. So if yeah. you're in a family and you want to play, but no one has ever DM'd, but you want to try out Dungeons & Dragons, this box set is really cool. Everybody has an opportunity to lead part of the adventure, but you don't have to come up with it on your own because you're using cards mm -hmm. that tell the story, and then you just lead that part of the story. When you complete that, it goes to the person to your right or to your left, and they play right. out their card, and, and, and it tells an adventure as you go around the table. It is great. We've been playing it at, at our game club for kids that we haven't been able to get into a D&D game. We've invited them to come. You're on the wait list, but come and play the DMLS Adventures, and they're having a ball. In fact, I think some of those kids will 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 pass on going to an adventure and just stick with the DMLS Adventures. They're having yeah. so much fun. And these these folks also, Limitless came and helped us with our summer camp. They so did. One they uh, did. one more reason to help them out back and yep buy some of their books. Absolutely. Well, we hope this gave you some ideas for things to look for if uh, if you were looking for things for the players at your table, or you're the players and you're looking at your DM thinking we really should get something for him or her because mm -hmm. they put in hours of work for us. Right. And sometimes they put up with our shenanigans and all the other good stuff. And uh, and so hopefully this gave you some ideas, if not specific ideas, maybe gave you a general direction to go uh, when looking for gifts to buy for the people in your game. So, well, Dan, I'm going to say there's there's a pumpkin pie just out of reach from where I'm sitting here. They're in not the going to let you have it. They're going to kick it away as soon I'm, as you get close. I'm going to work really hard. If I have to, like, stretch where, the, the, where it, like, my wrist is just, like, pulling, I might have to do it because that <laughs> pumpkin pie looks absolutely delicious. Well, we hope everyone had a, fa a happy Thanksgiving and welcome you to the holidays. Yes. <laughs> and uh, hope you have a good time shopping. Stay safe. And until next time, keep rolling those 20s. Especially when you're in the car. Yes, yes, especially when you're in the car. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.